Hello and welcome to the Weekly Watch podcast series. I'm Jim McCormick, Global Head of Desk Strategy at NatWest Markets. This series helps you cut through the noise in global financial markets with a quick take on the upcoming trends to watch. The past few weeks have been fairly interesting for macro markets. There are a few interconnecting themes, but the main story for me is what I'd call global industry reflation. Fundamentally, what we're seeing is a period of very strong global manufacturing data. It was clearly obvious in the November manufacturing PMI numbers, which showed the the highest level in more than three years. Also, September trade volume data showed the trend back to pre-COVID levels. This is a recovery that's been at least a year faster than what we experienced in industry back in 2008. And judging from the PMI numbers, the momentum has only picked up since then. Asia is leading the surge in global industry and China's trade numbers on Sunday night again highlighted the story. Exports were nearly 20% above the pre-COVID levels last month and the trade surplus hit a record high. For markets, this reflation theme has been visible for a while in base metals, commodity-linked currencies, and Asian currencies. But over the last few weeks, the trend has broadened out to oil, the U.S. dollar, and inflation break-evens. It's probably worth commenting on all three. In terms of oil, oil prices have been a big benefactor from the COVID vaccine news. The big risk was a breakdown in OPEC plus supply quotas, but by the end of last week, a compromise had been reached amongst the group. This should open the door for more upside in oil prices from here, especially given the market positioning in oil is still very light. In terms of the US dollar, I have spoken on this call quite a few times in recent weeks about the potential for new downside. And last week, the dollar index did hit a new cycle low. The global reflation theme is certainly an important part of the weak dollar story, but I would say that relatively weak US growth also matters. And the key point here is that the US COVID trends continue to look pretty grim. The case trends were improving early last week, but have spiked since the Thanksgiving holiday. And by the end of last week, the US posted new record highs in both daily cases and daily fatalities. And it's worth noting that the weaker November payroll numbers that we got last Friday predated the state-by-state lockdowns that are now being implemented in places such as California, which suggests to me that the December data in the U.S. could be even worse. Finally, in terms of fixed income, bond markets are caught somewhere in between this industry reflation theme. Break-even yields have spiked, in the U.S. especially, and clearly recognize the upside inflation risks. But real yields in most major markets remain close to record lows. And I think what the market is telling us is even with rising inflation risks, the view uh, at least from investors, is that central banks can control long-end yields. I've always been very doubtful about this and continue <clears throat> to be skeptical. And it is worth noting that U.S. 10-year nominal yields did close at a cycle high on Friday. This week could be an important one in confirming or denying this break higher in long-end fixed income yields with events on both sides of the Atlantic. In the U.S., COVID fiscal relief talks are back on. We have been very skeptical about a deal for quite a long time now, but the current round of talks are probably the most encouraging that we've seen in some months. In Europe, it's a very big week for policy and politics, three things particularly that we need to focus on. First, we are in a make or break window 
for Brexit trade talks. Headlines over the weekend and certainly into this morning have not been particularly good, but we still put the probability of a trade deal at 75%. Of course, this still means that there is a one in four chance that the talks eventually break down. Secondly, the ECB meeting on Thursday is a live meeting with expectations of a new round of policy easing. We expect an increase in an extension of the pandemic bond buying program and an easing of the bank TLTRO program. We do not expect a rate cut. If you look at bond yields, they've had they've struggled to follow treasury yields higher, but we think this package probably isn't enough from the ECB to preclude a push higher in German yields in the coming weeks. And finally, we have an EU summit at the end of the week. Hungary and Poland are still threatening to veto a passage of both the seven-year budget and the recovery fund. Our base case is the issue probably isn't resolved this week, even if an eventual passage of both the budget and the recovery fund remain a near certainty. But what I would say is given that this is Angela Merkel's last meeting as EU president, I wouldn't rule out some deal being struck. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Weekly Watch and please do subscribe to our channel to get future episodes. We also encourage you to explore more of our content on our website and social media channels. Speak to you again soon.